is if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are the boys. Have you killed each other yet? You know, you all are uh, are cooped up in those houses. I was just talking to my best friend Jill, and she was talking about she uh, she's taking the taking the kids out uh, tomorrow. She got some stuff to do. I know y'all ready to explode out them houses on this uh, pandemic that we're dealing with. Let me get this over here so I don't have to keep leaning. What's up, Mike? So. Listen, COVID-19, uh, corona, as we affectionately call it, I'm sure all my my brown peoples out there appreciate that. <sighs> it's stressful, y'all. It's, it's, it's weird out here in these streets, you know what I'm saying? You go down streets that are normally people see it all over the place or people are all over the place moving and doing their thing and stuff, and we see it now, and it's like a ghost town. But... And I want to I wanted to give a shout out to all those people who are um, who are working right now the the doctors the nurses you know the, the trash collectors um, truck drivers you know I got to shout my my own people's out what's going on Tiff um, all the people who are working from home because you're considered essential and the people who are out in these streets risking their lives every day you know living in Indiana you really do get an understanding of um, of what is necessary and what isn't necessary. And you get an understanding of just how essential uh, unions are. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. You have union employees who uh, who have to go out, or you have employees, period, who have to go out when there's a global pandemic, global pandemic out there. What's going on, Eric? Um, baby's watching. Uh, the global pandemic out there, and they have to risk their lives. They gotta be out there doing their thing and and continuing services because you can't let the trash pile up. I mean, can't do that. You gotta continue services when it comes to electricity. When it comes to uh, the bus lines, they still gotta be out there. In fact, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Is uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Is us essential employees, the essential ones. Just saying, essential. It, it sounds so like sexy. Essential. Oh, I'm essential. All right. I, they need me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Here's the thing about being essential, right? Uh, essentially, what they're telling you is that um, 
you making us money and we don't want you to stop making us money. And if you do try and stop making us money, then we're going to have to fire you. Because if you, if you go out there and you risk your lives and you die, we'll be sad for like a day. Uh, and then we'll roll your body out of that chair and we'll roll some other body in there. You know what I'm saying? But you're essential. You're essential to my bottom line. Um, so I'm looking at the fact that with all these essential employees, there's a running theme that keeps happening, right? Essential employees are sent out into this coronavirus-filled world where we're still uncovering different things that uh, that can get you sick. You got to watch if you if you touch door handles or if you touch railings or if you we don't know how long the virus stays in the air. You get reports the virus goes in the air and drops down into droplets. Then you get reports that the virus can uh, stay in the air, evaporate, and then be part of the, the wind for six hours. And we don't know what is what, right? We're trying to figure out what's going on. There's some people who are able to stay in the house and not even worry about that. And then there are other essential employees, like myself, who have to be out there. But the problem is, Essential employees aren't given the essential tools that they need to not get sick. Meaning, personal protective equipment, PPE. That could be gloves, that could be in, in a construction uh, zone that's a hard hat, that's you know flame retardant uh, clothing or something like that. But during an outbreak, a pandemic outbreak, PPE has to change, it has to modify. So now it's gloves, it's, uh, it's masks, it's um, hand sanitizer that it, that's above 70% alcohol content. Those are things that are essential along with the essential employees now, but those aren't things that companies are given. I know my company in particular uh, is not giving out the PPE that is necessary. We were given... Um, we were given hand sanitizer that doesn't even say how much, what kind of alcohol content it has in it. We were given hand wipes. So, you know, like when you go to the, the barbecue shack and you get like a plate of ribs and they give you that little wet wipe, little thing you rip open and you wipe your hands with, that's what we were given. I don't think that the CDC has said that that could prevent the coronavirus. Because if so, with all these outfits that we see going on, somebody by now would have took a wet wipe and put some string on that and wrapped it around their face. But that is not what's going on because that's not the proper PPE. That's not going to stop anything. It's not going to prevent anything from happening. So companies that are forcing their employees to go out into this virus, into the this world with where we're still figuring out how we can get this virus, aren't providing their employees the proper protective equipment, and then if that employee gets sick, then basically it's on them. I'm going to tell you this. If you are sick and you don't, or if you feel you may be sick, but you don't display the proper um, uh, signs of this illness, meaning you don't have a temperature, meaning that you don't have a consistent cough, uh, doesn't it, it means that you don't uh, have... A uh, um, what was it? Fever, consistent cough, um, uh, trouble breathing. If you only have trouble breathing, they're not going to test you. You're not going to get tested. If you if you have a cough, 
but you don't have the other things, then they'll they'll give you an X-ray to see whether uh, they can test your, whether you have uh, uh, any kind of blockage in your lungs, but you probably won't get tested. And the problem is we don't have enough tests for everybody. And why don't we have enough tests? It's because the government waited like two whole months to actually respond to the COVID-19 pandemic that was happening already in China. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the fact that employees who have, we're, we're being told to socially distance. Right, people who have um, jobs that have them working around one another. If you can't distance yourself six feet, which some are now saying that that's not even helpful. If you can't distance yourself six feet from the person that you're working with, then you kind of SOL, right? Because if they're not presenting you the proper PPE, listen. There's some people who, regardless of being given that, will still go out and they'll risk their lives, they'll do their thing because they feel like what they're doing is so important that they're willing to risk their health to do that. If so, why aren't essential employees given hazard pay? Think about it. Like, you're, you're being told that your job is so important that we can't lay, let you stay home. You have to stay. You have to go out and you have to work. You have to risk your, your health in these pandemic streets in order to bring essential uh, product or whatever to the people who are in need, who will be uh, possibly sick or who will possibly need protection from that sickness. But what you're, what you're doing isn't considered um, hazardous enough to receive hazard pay. So you're not getting PPE and you're not getting hazard pay um, you're unable to socially distance because of the kind of job that you have. You, you have to be out. You have to connect with people. You have to talk to people. And everybody's not going to be able to wrap themselves in a bubble. You know, um, Everybody's not going to be able to, to have a hazmat suit from head to toe. So you're risking your lives, and there's actually nothing you can do. You're actually not risking your lives. Your company is risking your lives. They're, they're risking your life, and they're banking on the fact that if something happens to you, they can probably bring somebody else in to do your same job, maybe for a lesser amount because they haven't been there as long as you. But these are questions that I'm asking when when we see all these different things that are happening in the news. And, and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the news when it comes to PPE and when it comes to ventilators. We've been uh, getting reports about you know, the type of ventilator that you need, what's going on with these ventilators. The government has a stockpile, apparently, of these ventilators, and they started to release the, the stockpile of the ventilators. Um, but we're not getting information from all of uh, the people that we have elected, meaning, like, you have government uh, Governor Kemp, Brian Kemp, the one who beat out Stacey Abrams. Y'all voted... Brian Kemp in over Stacey Abrams, right? Well, he he kind of he he cheated to get that, but some of y'all voted him in over Stacey Abrams, uh, governor of uh, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, and um, he claims he did, he wasn't even aware until Wednesday that you could be a carrier of COVID nineteen and not show any symptoms. He didn't know. Now check this out. I've been watching TV. 
Well, I don't even watch TV because because I don't I don't watch TV like that. I watch like I get my news off of uh, the internet, the intranets and stuff. But it's fair to say that unless you have no access to any kind of electronics whatsoever, you were aware by at least the beginning of March that you could be a carrier of this virus and not show any symptoms, be asymptomatic. I think the word asymptomatic or the words asymptomatic have been used more at this point than they've ever been used. So this governor who people believed was the best candidate to lead Georgia didn't know until Wednesday that people can be carriers of the virus and and not show any signs. Cool. The CDC is stationed where? In Georgia. The CDC, the, the people who are responsible for telling everybody is stationed in your state, in in Atlanta, in your state. So that's like that's like having a house full of kids and and uh, uh nobody knows where the where the dishwashing liquid is. Y'all helped put the dishwashing liquid up. Don't nobody know. Dishwashing liquid, somebody come knock on the door, do you got some extra dishwashing liquid? I don't know if we carry that. Dishwashing liquid, I, like you don't know if we could, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I didn't find out until you just asked that we have dishwash. If you live in the state of Georgia, you know the CDC is in Georgia. How do you as the governor of Georgia not be made aware or not know just by random conversation that you could be a carrier of this virus and not show signs of it. So, yeah, that's what he said. And he's he's got lit up on the internet, but at the end of the day, we live in a uh we live in a society where voters don't care how stupid their uh their candidate is. They don't care. Their integrity is not uh, integral to politics at this point in time. Nobody cares if their candidate sucks, if their candidate uh, is a degenerate, amoral, tinge racism. They don't care. It doesn't matter. But the CDC, again, is stationed in Atlanta, Georgia. But the Atlanta governor had no clue, no clue that you could be asymptomatic this virus. And and so what I see as a failure of leadership, some people may see that as, well, you know, hey, can't know everything, right? I see it as a failure of leadership. And Jared Kushner agrees. You know who he is? He's he's the son-in-law uh of of your president. He agrees. He, it, there's, there's been some piss poor leadership, said Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner says as far as the ventilators and stuff like that that we're supposed to be getting, the ventilators, the government is supposed to be a backup. The states should have stockpiled all their ventilators be- beforehand. Like, they should have known that there was a pandemic coming and stockpiled all the ventilators that they needed and all the PPE that they needed. The states have been lacking. It's a shame that the states didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um but my only question is, he, my only question, because I, I agree, if the states knew that there was a pandemic coming, they should have stockpiled. What's going on, Trees? 
They should have stockpiled everything that they needed if they knew that there was a pandemic coming. Problem is, the states didn't know. Why? Because the president, who did know, back in, some say December, I'm going to give him January. My boy Kendall Wyatt, definitely check out his, his channel, check out his YouTube page also. Um, Kendall said, uh, some say that he knew back in, those, in December. There, were, there, were a, there was a conversation in 2018 that was saying that we aren't ready for a global pandemic, especially with Trump shutting down um, the, the group that Obama put together to deal with global pandemics. He, he defunded them and then fired half of them. So we were woefully unprepared for a global pandemic if one were to happen. And sure as sugar, because it's still early, I can't, can't cuss yet, um, a global pandemic came. And when one came, we were woefully unprepared. Why were we so unprepared? We were unprepared because the system that we live under, capitalism, which I'm not against capitalism, but capitalism is not does not prepare a country for a pandemic. Why? Because capitalism is based off of um, a value, an approximate value for everything. Your life has an approximate value under capitalism. But if a pandemic happens and you are unprepared for it because nobody goes around preparing for stuff that may never happen, capitalism doesn't help you. So now we're seeing a whole bunch of socialism, a whole bunch of universal health care. We're seeing a whole bunch of universal um, um, basic income. Shout out to Andrew Yang. We're seeing a whole bunch of that by people who railed against that. Socialism, remember that word? A couple months ago, people were screaming about socialism. Socialism, argh, are we trying to be like Venezuela? Argh, that's, that's how they sounded, argh, that's how they sounded, right? Socialism sounds horrible until you lack the, the basic necessities in order to live. If you, ba if you lack the basic necessities to live, if you've been paying into a system for your whole working career, and your parents have been paying into it, and your grandparents have been paying into it, and then something happens and you're not prepared for it, you expect that government that you put in place to take care of it. Take the virus out of it, right, and put an insurgent army. If an insurgent army came and started killing people all over the country, would the government say, hey, well, state of Indiana, you should have been prepared for that, you know, that army that came in and invaded. No. That's what you pay your money for. If if you if they were like aliens came and dropped out of the sky, well, you should have had an alien protection program and because, you know, that's that's your job. We're just a backup for your alien protection program. You should have had your army states in order to take care of this. No. That's why that's why we pay the state, we pay the city, city pay the state. State pays the, the, the country. That's how it works. That stuff belongs to us. So while Jared Kushner believes that, you know, hey, all the stuff that we got here, that's, that's our stuff. Get your own. Get, get your own PPE. Get your own mask. This is, our, this is our junk. Don't try and get our junk. Well, that's actually our junk. We paid for that. And uh, we're going to take a break, but I'm going to tell you what the – 
country or what Jared Gut, uh, Kushner believes is disseminating uh, PPE to the places that need it, all right? This is The Breaks, JQLM Radio, Stick and Stay. We'll be right back with you. yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere, from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
is going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Because I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. All right, we back up in there, y'all. Um, when we left off in this saga of Corona, um, I was talking about uh, Trump's son-in-law, um, Jared Kushner, who in an interview said that it's not the government's responsibility to distribute um, PPE and necessary essential uh, um, products to the states so that they can um, not die. That's what basically he said. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, and he, they doubled down on that. They doubled down on that uh, because um, there were 6,000 masks sent to Alabama. Uh, well, there was a whole bunch of masks sent to Alabama. I can't remember uh, um, how exactly how many. But 6,000 masks sent to Alabama had dry rot. So out of the out of the amount of masks sent to Alabama, 6,000 of them had dry rot in them. Now, in a global pandemic where, um, where resources are few, that's, that's just insanely, insanely horrible when it comes to management. Because Jared Kushner, keep in mind, he said that if states aren't prepared for a global pandemic that they had no clue was going to happen, that they are uh, being managed poorly. You know, if they don't have all the proper equipment, they're being managed poorly. Now, the government sent masks to Alabama is one state. 6,000 of those masks that they sent to Alabama had dry rot in them. 6,000. And, uh, and ones that didn't have dry rot, some of them had a 2010 expiration date, 10 years ago. So they should have been out of circulation. And, and they were sent. Now, if Kushner's talking about improper management, bad management when it comes to, you know, states and their PPE and their preparedness for a global pandemic that they had no clue what was about to happen, how woefully mismanaged is the government if they're sending out PPE that is 10 years too old and has dry rot? Who, like, who is checking the, the supplies? 
Isn't that part of management? That's a that's a managerial responsibility to send somebody to hey go check and make sure that those masks that we have stockpiled won't kill people. That they actually work. That seems like you know when that doesn't happen, that's a dereliction of duty. It seems like somebody is not managing things properly. That's what it seems like to me. But but that's that's not that's not all because they sent masks to L.A. also. And out of the mass they sent to L.A., 150 were just broke. They were just broken. Imagine you didn't you didn't uh, order your Amazon Prime package coming straight from the government, and when it get to your house, it's in like six parts, and it ain't supposed to be. So broken. These are this is what is sent to the the United States. Um, areas that are of high concern. If you look at the map, there's maps out there that show areas of great concern, and they're all on the coast, west coast, east coast, the, Texas. Though All of the coastal states are harder hit because that's where people come in from. That's where things are, are exported, imported from. So they're harder hit. And the government is sending out these maps without even checking them, without even doing any kind of... Uh, uh, service check to them to make sure that they're okay and they got dry rot dry rot they it, it has to be sitting for a long dry in order to get dry rot they have to be rained on and the, it has to be sitting so where was this stuff kept this great surplus that the, listen that seems like management to me and then um there's a story um about 3M, if everybody knows, most people know 3M as being the people who make the tape, that we tape our boxes up when we're, you know, on holidays or something like that, Christmas or something like that. You got the tape, the 3M tape, that's the high premium tape, right? But 3M also makes different industrial products. And one of the products that they make are the masks that we, that they're saying should be made are, should be used during the coronavirus to keep people from inhaling it, right? But 3M refused to produce the, the mask. Refused to produce the mask because they were holding out for the government to give them immunity. Not just immunity for this batch of masks that they're making, but immunity overall for past and future uh, possible lawsuits if they make a defective product um, so that they can't be sued. This is what three, and and they got it. That's the funny thing. The funny thing isn't that they asked for it. Because, listen, shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to try. But the, the funny thing is they got it when the government didn't have to give it to them. Why? Because the government could have enacted the War Powers Act making companies that are within the United States produce the things more often than not than the, that we need, the masks and things that we need uh, to, for our healthcare workers, for our essential employees, so that they won't get sick or spread the virus to anybody else or bring the virus home or anything like that. That's what it's for. But they, they refuse to enact the War Powers Act and part of it is because somebody in a global pandemic, this is capitalism for you, in a global pandemic where people are dying and people are scared, somebody has to make money. That's what capitalism is. 
It's not somebody has to fix the situation and save lives. Somebody has to make money. So 3M got that. 3M got off. You know what I'm saying? They got that. Good job, 3M. You got off. You got yours. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, if 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 they do make a product uh, mask and you go buy it and it has some kind of chemical in it that dropped in that wasn't supposed to be there and you inhale this chemical and turn into a zombie and start biting people, 3M can't be sued, just so you know. Now, I'm always speaking of the zombie apocalypse. I'm a Walking Dead fan. So I'm always speaking. If the zombie apocalypse starts, just know 3M might have had something to do with it, right? Um also, see the gov- uh, um, the government. Oh, the government refused to allow private co- uh, contractors to work on vaccines or produce PPE until they were um, until they were overwhelmed. Right. So, so you have uh, you have the CDC and you have the World Health Organization that. Uh, the World Health Organization was working on testing. Everybody's trying to work on a vaccine, right, for this virus. The the government has um, they have uh, uh, biochemists and 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 companies that work on medicines um, that they use, but th- there's very few of those. It's not a whole bunch. Everybody's not getting a government contract, right? So. You also have private companies out there who could also be helping by producing or, or, or trying vaccines and trying to, to somebody get this thing, but they weren't allowed to. Why? Because if a private company is the one that came up with the cure for COVID-19, the government can't get paid for it. The, the government agencies can't get paid for. The government actually um, refused to take testing materials from the World Health Organization. I said this in the last show. Refused to take uh, tests from the World Health Organization because they wanted to make their own. Now, that's not irregular, but when you're dealing with a global pandemic, it's kind of a beggars can't be choosers situation. Like, yeah, I would prefer to make my own, but if you have these that work, how about we take a portion of these, and we continue to, to create more, mimic those while we distribute these. But when we talk about distribution, part of the issues that we have with distribution is that the, the government still has not bought into the fact that this is as serious as it is. Why do I say that? Because... Um, 200,000 masks were sent to New York by the U.S. government. Um, This is um, a report by MSNBC, um, and this was told to us uh, at a press conference uh, by Vice President Pence and our Rear Admiral John, I'm going to butcher his name, Palawaski, Palawa, whatever, Palawa, Palawa, whatever his last name. Look that up. There's a whole bunch of alphabets in that right there. So I messed it up. But they were sent to um they were sent to New York. And they they, you know, pat themselves on the back. 200,000 uh, uh, respirators sent to New York. Yeah. Pow. Boom. Gotcha, right? But what a very intelligent reporter and I cannot remember her name. She awesome lady. What she asked and what this uncovered was, yes, 
they were sent to New York. But they weren't sent to the hospitals in New York. They weren't distributed to the hospitals in New York. Where they were sent were to a warehouse in New York, warehouses in New York. Not for distribution, but for sale. So the government produced these 200,000 masks. Actually, they didn't produce them. They took them out of their stockpile. They took 200,000 masks out of their stockpile, and they sent them to New York. And, and then uh, Vice President Pence said, and this is the most hilarious thing ever since, uh, ever since uh, uh, George Bush with what did he say? Like we we uh, we got him or something like that. I can't can't remember what he said on on the on that naval ship. But he but Pence says uh, New Yorkers help is on the way. Okay, but guess what? <laughs> they sent that to a warehouse. The hospitals have to buy that, and not only do they have to buy it. They're bidding on that. So the, the, they get to sell it at whatever price they want to. They're not bidding just with other hospitals in New York. They're bidding with the whole world. This is commercial. So anybody in the whole world can buy these. So some uh, cabillionaire in Dubai can say, I want all of them. All of them. How much are you willing to pay? Mm, $3 billion. $3 billion? You think the hospitals in New York got $3 billion? To spend on respirators, you, you think so? No, so 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 the help is on the way is basically saying that we're going to give you the opportunity to buy these respirators that we distribute. And guess what? The U.S. can also bid on those, even though. So so I make a cheesecake. I put it up on an auction block, right? Everybody. Not cheesecake. Cheesecake is frugal. People don't need cheesecake. I need it. But most people don't need cheesecake. I got a case of water. I put that water up on eBay. Everybody is bidding on that case of water. I then bid on that case of water also. What happens if I win that bid? I win that bid on that case of water. Then I can sell it to whoever I want to for whatever price that I want to sell it for. Even though I might have got that case for, what, about... Three dollars, three dollars, give or take, maybe five five ninety nine. I can I can buy it back. I can bid on it, buy it back, and then the desperation of people who need that water, the price will go up. Even I can sell it to whoever I want to. And what the what has been reported by MSNBC is if the U.S. and the U.S. has been buying respirators back, the surplus that they've released, they've been buying it back, and when they do distribute it. They, distri they distribute it to the states of governors who have been nice to Trump. Governors who've been pro-Trump get to have cases of, uh, of mass ventilators sent to them because they were nice to them. They said nice stuff. So basically, the only people that, that should survive this uh, pandemic are the people who are nice to Trump. That's your president. That's what your president is doing. And this, I put the video up on uh, on the Brex Radio page, and I think I put it up on my page also. Um, you can you can actually see the the um, admiral 
John Pelagos telling the the no the news reporter that well yeah this is for commercial use it's not my job to interfere with the supply chain but it is the US's job to interfere with the supply chain because if the supply chain isn't there the the US's job is to supplant the supply chain especially if it's something that's necessary for the for the the life and health and well-being of essential employees right and the fallout of all of this cuz cuz I started this thing talking about essential employees and how essential employees aren't being treated essentially you know um people aren't given PPE people aren't given masks people aren't given hand sanitizer that has the optimum um alcohol uh, concentration in it, and they're basically told to risk their lives. And some people are given health care, some people aren't. This is where universal health care or single payer health care would benefit. Those people who who don't believe in Bernie Sanders' message, listen up. And I know, like I said, my boy Kendall is, is definitely in the uh, Joe Biden camp. But and we'll be talking a little bit about Biden later on too. But those people who scoff at universal health care. Um, Right now, when people aren't able to work and some people are being laid off and losing their health care that they got through their jobs, universal health care would be nice. It'd be cool to have universal health care now. And all the essential employees who, because uh, they're essential and other people aren't able to work and maybe they're essential to their company, so they have to do even more work, but they have to leave their house to do it and put their families at risk and put themselves at risk, it would be nice for them to receive some kind of hazard pay. But we can't expect out of private companies what we, uh, what we can't expect from the government. What do I mean by that? When I come back from break, I'll let you all know how the government treats its own concerning um, essential employees and uh, the hazards that they go through, all right? These are the breaks. Mark B, JQL and Radio, Stick and Stay. Be right back.
I got the juice. Welcome to JQLM Radio. It's real, raw, and relevant. Check out our stellar talk show lineup for your listening pleasure. We have everything from morning entertainment to health and wellness to empowerment to real life issues, music, marriage, sex, comedy, and much more. This is the place to be for the hottest talk shows in radio. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app or the TuneIn radio app and then search for JQLM Radio. Make sure you make it a favorite. Or you can listen straight from the JQLM Radio Facebook page by just clicking on the Use App button. You can also listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Oh, and did I mention you can tune in 24-7 for the hottest in R&B, gospel, hip-hop, and more when your favorite show is not on. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. A division of Ego Entertainment. Enjoy. I don't know what you see in me. Like, why do you believe in me? You know you should be leaving me. Hey, it's your girl, Lady J, host of the I'm Possible Radio Show. That's right, I'm back, y'all. Tune in every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on JQLM Radio. Download the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss a show, download or subscribe on any of the podcast platforms, Spreaker, iHeart, Spotify, Deezer, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. I'm possible. You're possible. We're all possible. Love y'all. Deuces. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Because I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. All right. All right. We are back. Um, so what I wanted to, uh, when I left, I was talking about uh, essential employees. Essential employees, PPE, um, that should be given to them, hazard pay that should be given to them, um, all of the stuff that you would think that um, a country that claims to care about its uh, people would be willing to do for its people. But, again, like I said, you can't expect more out of the government than or out of private businesses than you expect out of the government, right? So there was a story that I came across that was both encouraging and just disgusting at the same time, right? So you think about people who are um, who are very much in harm's way. You think about the military also. Think about it. How can anybody in the Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines uh, practice social distancing? How? They cannot. That is what they are together uh, preparing for any kind of attack that could happen, and they're, they're, there's no way for them to practice social distancing. Uh, and because of that, a lot of these young men and women are in harm's way daily. Right. Um, So a story that came across was uh, there was a video of this of uh, every person just about. I I, I don't know if you could 
if there was anybody who was left in their barracks or anything like that. They were on a Navy ship, and you could hear them clapping, and they were saying, Captain Crozier. Why? Because Captain Crozier, uh, Captain Brett Crozier, was relieved of duty because he was begging for um, for materials and equipment to keep his sol- his sailors from catching the COVID-19 virus. And it was falling on deaf ears. Deaf ears. Keep wanting to put the TH there instead of the F. But they were falling on deaf ears. And nobody would listen to him. So what he did is what any, any manager that cares about his employees does. Um, if your direct supervisor isn't listening to you, then you fire off an email and you hit everybody in that chain of command. Bop, 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 bop. You hit all of them because somebody cares like you care. And this is exactly what uh, Captain Brett Crozier did. He was so concerned with his uh, his subordinates that he, and, and those under his command, that he fired off a, a letter or email to multiple people in his chain of command all at one time. And because he didn't do it on a secure uh, server or, or in some way where nobody else would find out, well, uh, people found out. There was a, it got reported by his uh, home newspaper or something like that, trying to bring pressure to, hey, these, these boys and girls are, are locked in this, uh, this metal tin can out here. All, by, all they're doing is circulating air back and forth. And as as you can tell, if you go back and you check uh, what happened with this, there were a lot of them that came down with coronavirus. And he was desperately trying to get somebody to do something, and they wouldn't do anything. And because he fired this letter off, instead of them um, being ashamed like they should have been, they decided to to seek revenge on him by um, by uh, re- taking him off of the ship. And, and basically relieving him of his duty. Now, if you watch the video, and the video, I, I'll post the video on my um, on my page, on the Breaks Radio page after this show. If you watch the video, it's something like a uh, it's something like a a good movie, you know, a few good men type, you know, something like that, where you see all these soldiers are goodwill hunting or something. Uh, where all these soldiers are sitting there in support of this one captain who decided to. Uh, go against protocol and procedure and try and save lives, which is what you expect from a good leader. So he's punished for being a leader. This is the type of stuff that our politicians, that the people that we put in office, um, care more about. They care more about how they look and care more about procedure than they care about actually saving lives and, and helping people and doing for people. It makes no sense why why our armed forces, think about the people who are struggling to get the things that they need. Everybody who is essential. So everybody who's non-essential, they really, they really care less about y'all. But when you have basketball players who can get tested and you have politicians who can get tested and you have superstars that can get tested, but you don't have... Uh, uh, trash can uh, 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 cleaners, or, or you, you don't have trash men that can get tested, or you don't have uh, you have people in the medical 
industry that are able to get tested, but look at all the soldiers that we have. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at the police that we have. All these people that we consider essential, the firefighters and stuff like that, people who are considered essential should never have to struggle to to get tested. They shouldn't have people nobody should have to pay for it number 1. Don't let don't let time pass and people make you feel like, well, this is just a regular medical procedure that you should have to pay for. No. You shouldn't have to pay for this virus that the government should have all been a step ahead of, that they had every opportunity to be a step ahead of. You shouldn't have to pay for it. And for the for the uh, uh, the cure or the vaccination, you shouldn't have to pay for that either. It's a global pandemic. Only thing you're doing is living your life. You didn't do now. Those kids who still went to spring break, they should have to pay for it. They, let, let them pay. You know the, the the kids that's licking toilet seat covers and stuff. Let them, they'll pay for it. Let them pay for it. They can pay. But everybody else who's just out living their lives and not doing anything crazy. Why should you have to pay for a pandemic that you didn't bring into this country? You didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Why? Exactly. Whistleblowers. They hate whistleblowers. The government hates whistleblowers. Why does the government hate whistleblowers? Because they always going to do something dirty, and they can't stand when you're going to tell the truth about dirty stuff that they're doing. They hate whistleblowers. They, they'd rather you be a, a double, double agent than a whistleblower. I'd rather you be the devil than to be than to tell on me. Basically, it's how the government feels. Can't stand whistleblowers. They were embarrassed, and that's the reason why they removed relieved him of duty, which should be a crying shame. And everybody who that it should be such a fuss raised about this. We're putting our kids uh, at this point. I'm 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 an OG now. Now my my kids are are at the age where if they decide to go into the military, that's that's who they're looking for now. I'm too old, so. We're putting our kids in harm's way. We're giving these people our children and, and knowing that their lives are already forfeit if something happens, but they shouldn't unnecessarily be put in harm's way. We're trusting that at the bare minimum, you're going to prevent them from being unnecessarily harmed. But I guess that's too much to ask. I guess when we put, when we put our kids in somebody else's hands, that we should expect them to do whatever they feel like doing that's going to uh, appease their superiors instead of make sure, making sure that their lives are safe wherever wherever they happen to be. But lastly, last story. Check that story out again. I'll be putting um, I'll be putting the link to the video on my uh, on the Breaks Radio page. So check that out if you haven't liked the page. Like the page. You know what I'm saying? Help a boy out. Um, finally. This is going to sound like I am a Joe Biden hater. I'm not. I don't hate Joe Biden. I don't like him, but I don't hate him. I'm not a friend of his. We're not buddies. I don't call him Uncle Joe. He's cool. You know what I'm saying? He he was uh, uh, Obama's vice president. Cool. But I don't owe him anything. I owe him absolutely nothing. So I'm going to report something that the mainstream media seems to not want to report. Uh, Joe Biden had there's serious allegations of Joe Biden having uh, sexually assaulted a woman. The term was digitally raped. Now, when when I heard the term, I was like, did he use a computer? Like, how do you digitally rape somebody? Like, and then I had to recognize digital means more than just one thing. <laughs> so that's me being stupid. So don't. 
I'm, I'm saving you from being stupid. The allegation is from Tara Reid, who claims that she was digitally raped, digits, fingers, digitally raped by Joe Biden when she was a campaign staffer for him back in 1993. Um, and there's a couple things. I mean, there's a few reasons why um, Joe Biden is not my pick, even though it seems like he'll be the proverbial uh, choice for the Democratic Party. There's still time. You know, there's still time to change your mind. It's a couple reasons. Number one, he's definitely in mental decline. If you watch any of his press conferences, if you watch any of uh, the any of the uh, debates, you can tell he gets he gets frustrated quickly. He can't. He's stumbling over his words. He's stammering. He doesn't know. Uh, he can't pick out his wife from his daughter. Sometimes it's 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 really really bad. And people are being really uh, negligent with their votes by putting this person in office. But if look, I still I would pick him over Trump in a heartbeat. Look, you could you could have one brain cell working, and I'm choosing you over Trump in a heartbeat. Right. So let's get that clear. If he gets the nomination, I'm all in for Joe Biden. Uh, but as we have it, Joe Biden um, has. Uh, Joe Biden has been, uh, Joe Biden pushed for the 94 crime bill. Joe Biden was one of the proponents for the um, for the crack laws of the early 80s, the war on drugs. Um, Joe Biden is against universal health care. The stuff that we're advocating for now, that we're saying, hey, I shouldn't have to pay for this uh, this virus that I, that I didn't do nothing about this pandemic, where we're saying, hey, you should be able to go to the hospital and just get a shot and and not have to pay anybody, that's universal health care. Joe Biden is against that. Universal health care would help this situation. It would help it greatly because people who don't have insurance won't be able to get vaccinated, which means that they can reintroduce that to your mother, to your kids, to you. Universal health care would ensure that everybody would be able to be vaccinated and it would be taken care of. You know what I mean? But he's against that. Um, his supporters have been extremely quiet. Extremely quiet. Even though Biden is showing like early stages of dementia, we all see it, man. Don't 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 front. You know what I'm saying? Don't front. You see it. You see it. You just would rather him than yelling Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders. But I'm gonna tell you this: Bernie Sanders has been consistent. The things that he believes now are the things that he's been believing for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? So. Amen for consistency, and he's for universal health care, which would help this pen uh, would help stop the tide for this pandemic right here. There's been no allegations of him digitally raping anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I'm just putting the information out there. You choose. All right. It's been fun. I appreciate you all for rocking with me. This is one in the in the tank for this week. Uh, I have something for you next week also. Jake Bellum Radio. Keep paying attention to us, man. We got stuff popping over here. You know, if you want to be a producer on the on the station, then uh, hit me up. We got stuff going on. All right. You all stay safe. Social distance. Peace and hair grease. Take it easy.